Welcome to the Think TLH podcast brought to you by the Knight Creative Communities Institute. This is a show about innovators, creative thinkers, and individuals that are making transformative change here in Tallahassee, Florida. Welcome, everyone. We have with us Sarah Marcheseau, Word of South Director. Not to mention, she is a faculty member at Tallahassee Community College, owns a publishing company where she publishes journals and books written by kids for kids. Learn how Sarah realized Tallahassee was her place match and made the move back to her hometown. Sarah, thank you so much for being here with us today. It's exciting to be here. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. So you've lived in Atlanta, Alabama, Vermont, and the Boston area all over. What was the tipping point that made you move back to Tallahassee for good? I think the last move away, it was moving with my husband and my kids, and we'd been really happy in Tallahassee and had a strong network of friends and felt like we were in a solid community. And when we left that for a deal we kept with my husband's employer, we really missed it. And we missed going to Publix and seeing people that we knew every time that we were there. And I really missed being on campus with my students at the community college. And the kids had such a strong network of friends. We really have a school family at the places that we were for our kids' educational journeys. And it was hard to go to a place and feel like we were the brand new people that didn't have a spot to fit in. Yeah, we missed a lot about Tallahassee. Also, the roads where we lived were bumpy and horrible. And Tallahassee is not like that. And there's no Publix in Massachusetts. So having lived all over, it sounds like you love the Publix. But I do. What, what else would you say makes Tallahassee set itself apart and be a place where people would want to call home? I love, I love lots of things about Tallahassee. I'll start with the easy stuff. Tallahassee is physically beautiful. It's a place where I wake up in the morning and there's beautiful sweeping oak trees outside my front door and the sunlight hits in the right spot and it looks um, serene and majestic and beautiful and almost poetic most mornings. I like starting my day in my yard. Beyond that, for me, Tallahassee, there's lots of roots here that I didn't think for a long time that I would have anywhere else. And it was kind of this last move, especially when we moved north and felt like we'd been ripped up from the roots, was kind of like, oh, I had them there all along and I didn't even necessarily appreciate them. So this move home where we've committed to, we are here for the long haul and we're not leaving again, it feels very much like coming to a place where we belong. And it's like my feet feel a little heavier here with that kind of subconscious connection, but it's a really beautiful feeling. I would also add that in Tallahassee, I went to college here. I was a Lincoln TCC FSU kid, and I had the best educational experiences and had awesome mentors and support here. I felt like the university had all kinds of resources, and I like how in Tallahassee it feels like another world. Like you get in your car and drive across town to FSU and it's fantastic and you can go home and have dinner with your family and it's like they're kind of detached from you, but also close. I loved that about being a student here. So there's there's lots of cool things. Yeah, but Tallahassee has grown a ton and with the development of Cascades Park and the addition of more events in town, it feels like a place that truly offers something for everyone. And as you've come back, you're able to really share your skill sets, and you have been part of a team that has created a festival that offers someone something for everyone. 
Yeah, I have been. Um, Word of South is a project that started in the planning for the first one was 2014, and I joined that team as a volunteer. And a couple of years after volunteering, I started to I was offered a bigger role in the planning of the festival and have not looked back. It's been such an exciting journey to be part of that festival that brings literature and music together, which are two of my favorite things. Uh, I'm a pretty big reader and always have been, so that's something that something for everyone. It gets me very excited. It's right here in my own community. And I've loved seeing particularly the literary scene grow in the last uh when Midtown Reader opened, which was maybe a year and a half ago now, I feel like things are starting to really gel in Tallahassee. We have the festival, we have a great relationship with our independent bookstore here and the one in Thomasville. And the literary scene is, it's a fun one to be a part of. Authors want to come here. I love that. And when they come as part of the festival, you're able to also show them a little taste of Tallahassee. And then same thing with the musicians that come as part of the festival. You know, some of them are already familiar of of our community, but many aren't. Many aren't, and we are building a name for ourselves with our, do you remember that tagline when we were probably in middle school and high school that was Tallahassee is Florida with a Southern accent? Yes. That used to be everywhere. And I really feel like we bring that home with the festival, with this very particular package of hospitality that we offer the artists who come here. They are, they get the white glove treatment. They're escorted around, they're shown the best that our city has to offer, and they leave really happy. And we, every year, we have a list of new people that want to come, and we have a list of people that want to come back because they had such a great time here. And it's easy. It's in April. It's beautiful. And I know I had the honor, thank you, to introduce (laughs) one of the musicians at Word of South. And that's what, even as we were up on the stage talking before I formally introduced them, you know, he was commenting on just what a beautiful venue Cascades Park was. And they travel internationally, you know, and here he was going, wow, how did we not know that this was right here in North Florida? I know, we're so lucky. And I hope that that changes, that more people start to hear about us. And I think that there's a common mission with our with our city and with our county and with Cascades Park as kind of a gem central point. But there's more happening here now, certainly than there was when I was in high school, um, you know, which was a little over 20 years ago. (laughs) And with the Word of South Festival, you really are helping put all of our kind of literary sense of place on the map. And then not only are you raising awareness of Tallahassee, but you're you're providing an event that allows local authors to showcase their talents. You are also an entrepreneur. You have your own publishing company. You're an author. You promote journaling. You've also helped the next generation be their own entrepreneurs by, you know, starting your segments where you allow children to help them publish book ideas. Right. What do you think is special about Tallahassee that promotes that entrepreneurship? And how does it feel to also be a mentor to the next generation of entrepreneurs? So as far as being an entrepreneur in Tallahassee, there's a lot of support here. Um, and it can be kind of very serious business-focused business, business, focused, uh, business building support. So I've been to events at the Chamber. I've been involved with some other groups. I think COCA is doing an arts entrepreneurship program now. There's lots of places you can go to get help, which is great. There's also places you can go to get help if you tend to be, um, if your business is more on the creative side. And that's been super helpful to me, too, to be able to connect with both potential clients and with people who get that it's really sometimes hard to make something when you're in a room by yourself and you're not necessarily working with others. And what I love about Tallahassee is that 
at least for me at this point in my life, it's been really easy to connect with other people. And the people that I connect with are people who kind of get what I'm doing. So to sit in my own office and work on something that I'm creating is really, really great. But I also love that I can pick up my computer and I can go to my favorite coffee shop. And there's going to be people there doing the same thing that I'm doing, just trying to work on something kind of project-based, moving their own businesses forward. And it's really easy to talk to people here. So I do meet strangers all the time. That piece of it, I think, is fun as far as kind of the owning a business side. I also, with Influence the Younger Generation, I can't imagine not being a teacher. So my degree is in early childhood education, and then I continued with instructional design. And now I teach at TCC where my students are the intro to the teaching profession students. So they're students who are planning to be teachers. So a lot of my time is spent thinking about the ideas of teaching and learning, um, fostering those philosophies and skill sets, and hopefully molding young people who are going to be great teachers. And then the piece where I get to connect to those kind of younger kids is the piece where I do my publishing work. And I love it for them. It's so exciting to see their faces light up when they hold their own book in their hands. But if I'm being really honest, I do it for me too, because I love to work with kids. And I need to kind of stay connected and in touch with them. So sometimes volunteering in my kids' class isn't enough. I I need to have a project where I'm influencing children on a regular basis, and it's really fun. And sometimes if you ever asked a kid to tell you a story, it can go on and on and on, and you kind of feel like there's never going to be an end, and maybe you're thinking about emails you need to answer or (laughs) something like that. But when I work with them in that context, it's like I give them a place where they can have those talks where they go on and on and on, and then it eventually leads to something. We make something out of their ideas. It's really fun. And you make a really clear, concise story, yeah. and then their their books are able to be sold not only in Florida. You have some who have books for sale in Georgia and on I Amazon. Do. I and do. It's really exciting. It's so fun for them. It's such a it's a big thing. And I also have to remind myself that the nine and 10 year olds that I work with, they don't know a world without Amazon. So it's like, that's their goal is that they're making a book to go on Amazon. And then it's their parents who might say things like, wait a minute, can we put this in a bookstore or right? (laughs) But it's fun. It's been a really great project. Um, I think one of the things I love about Tallahassee and the, this podcast is about sense of place and why it's my place in this place. I get to do only things that I really love to do. And that's, very important to all of us but I feel super fortunate that I've made the connections that that's what my life is like here I don't spend my time on anything I don't want to do and Tallahassee has that creative culture that really supports you as you find your own your own place right and helping you make those visions become a reality yeah it's true I'm not the kind of artist that would rent a space on railroad square but I sure do love to go walk around and be inspired and talk with people who are there so we do have a really strong arts community here. It's, it's pretty great. And it's one of the many things that makes Tallahassee special. Yes, it so is. So speaking of the arts, what are you looking forward to with the 5th Annual Word of South Festival? Well, the 5th Annual Word of South Festival, I'm excited because I think our approach is to really make it feel like a celebration this year. It's a, really, it's a big deal in the festival world to make it to five festivals. We're very excited. And I think what I'm... Uh, No, I know what I'm most looking forward to is my children's performer that I have booked for this year. I think that he's going to be someone who is a pretty large draw and people will recognize the character that he created. So I'm very pumped about that. Um, 
I'm also looking forward to, <laughs> I'm looking forward to a year of great weather, <laughs> fingers crossed. <laughs> Last year we had some rain and it was, um, we had a really good chance to test our rain plan and it worked and we're very proud of that, but we would like to have another year of maybe not so much rain. Um, Cascades Park has been a wonderful place to have our performances held. Our relationships in town continue to grow and nurture the mission of the festival, which is to connect people with artists who are literary and artists who are musicians. And then we have our efforts that we make to draw artists who have a foot in both camps. So people, artists who have written a book who also, you know, are musicians like Loudon Wainwright came last year. Um, and we've had Rita Coolidge here before. Um, this year, we're also talking about teaming up with the Florida Artist Hall of Fame. So that'll be kind of a fun and exciting thing. Yeah, we're going to try some new things this year. You all have done creative things as well. Like last year, you had the Bitter Southerner stage, which had musicians all throughout the two days of the festivals from that certain area of Alabama. Right. So the Bitter Southerner is a Southern lifestyle blog that you can look up if you haven't before. I recommend you do. They have some fun stuff. Um, And they came and had their own stage at the festival last year. And John Paul White was a big name who came with them, and Patterson Hood from the band um, Drive-By Truckers, and Allison Moore came. There were just a great blend of musicians and people who were there. This guy named Cedric Burnside, who had this deep, bluesy, amazing voice. So that tent was hopping all weekend. They also brought their own merchandise, which was really, really fun to see kind of the stuff that they brought. They had this one t-shirt that had this great list of um, female Southern authors' first names. It was Zora Eudora. Famous names that Flannerly. you immediately yeah. know their Flannerly. last name. <laughs> right, right. It was really, really cool. So we are hoping to renew that relationship with them this year. I know last year it was a great tent to be, oh. to listen, to sit by. Our kids enjoyed it. So many people came and brought chairs and just sat there all day Saturday. And then they were moved to Fifth and Thomas on Sunday mm-hmm. because of the weather, and it was well attended there too. Yeah, that was a big draw. So this year, with for the fifth annual Word of South, you also have already secured some big-name authors. You want to share with us one of the children's authors that's coming in? I do. We are so excited to share that this year, or next year, at the Word of South Festival, Eric Litwin, L-I-T-W-I-N, will be joining us. And he's the original author of the first four Pete the Cat books. And if you have a kid probably under the age of eight then you have definitely seen or heard of Pete the Cat. Um, We're excited that he's coming. He is a professional performer, and he tours the country bringing literacy and music together. And he's coming to the Word of South Festival. And I know our kids are super excited about that. And so many children in this community and surrounding communities will probably come in just to see the author of Pete the Cat. Yes, so tell all your friends. We want to spread the word that the Pete the Cat author is coming. We will. Yep, and that will be a free performance at the Word of South Festival. And just as a reminder, Word of South is two days of free performing, free author talks or readings, and then free musical performances. That's one thing we've talked about throughout this podcast series is how Tallahassians have a really great way of creating some of these free cultural entities or free assets that, you know, people are able to take advantage of without having to pay a dime. It's and we're pretty really fantastic. lucky. We are. We are. We're so lucky because when we're living outside of Boston, if you want to go to Boston for the day, never mind paying for the museum that you're going to. You also need to plan on money for parking 
it's just a lot more of an intense experience when you're in a bigger city. And here you can drive downtown and you can park your car for free pretty much anywhere and just walk into the park and that's it. That's all you have to do. So it, we're very proud of the quality that we've been able to offer to our community and not have to charge anything. It's just, it's been fantastic. As a faculty member at Tallahassee Community College, what is it like to interact with the students? So our student population at TCC is one of the reasons why I don't really have a desire to go work somewhere else. <laughs> um, we have a really nice mix of students who grew up in Tallahassee and students who come here from somewhere else, often further south. Lots of students come from South Florida. And we like to say at TCC that they passed over 20 other schools to get to us. They have lots of choices and they come here. Um, a large majority of them have the goal of getting to FSU. So they come to TCC first and they get their AA and then they transfer. And as far as what it's like interacting with them, it teaching is something that gets me very excited. Um, I joke with my husband about how he's never seen me teach, so he's never seen that side of me. And I am like a different person. The door closes, I'm in front of my classroom, and I am hopefully funnier than I am <laughs> on an everyday basis. But I, I love the back and forth with questions. I love sharing with them my teaching experiences. I love listening to the questions that they have and the concerns they have about what's changing in the world. I also love talking about current events with students because it some days it flat out gives me hope that you know there are smart people who are coming up the ranks. And other times it just makes me remember that we're all different and that there's a place for everyone. Um, but my TCC students become, at least for the span of a semester, people that I feel like I kind of need to take care of. Um, and I do. I do. I work hard to take care of them and forge those connections. It's fun to see when they leave TCC, and then especially the ones who become teachers. And several of them are in Tallahassee, setting up their own classrooms and posting on Facebook, and they find me and share you know, what their first day was like. And it's been pretty great. How do you think we can best connect students to the Tallahassee community? That is a question that comes up every single year. And I think that we do a great job with what we have as like kind of our adult or further along in our life mindset. I think that one of the best things we can do is bring more students to the table and get and encourage them to tell us what is attractive to them and kind of make a bridge or build connections or whatever kind of analogy we can think of. Um, I, I find that a lot of those conversations, that's the missing voice, is that we're wondering what do students want, what do students need, how can we get information to students, but we're not always doing the best we could with actually asking the students. Um, so that was kind of, that's something that I'd like to see change. Um, certainly, and I can start with my own classes at TCC, and then there are other opportunities on campus to reach students through the extracurricular network and the club services and stuff like that. Um, but that's a piece that I think we could work on. We absolutely see the need for connecting college students with the community, and that's one of the reasons this year's KCCI Community Catalyst Project is focusing on university community connectivity, and we appreciate all that TCC, FSU, FAMU have done to kind of help us share some of our community highlights with incoming students, and then we're really looking forward to the Experience Tallahassee Festival 
that's going to be held in Cascades Park on Saturday, January 12th from 4 to 10 p.m. It will kick off the new year with students, transfer students, and community members alike, giving all the students an opportunity to kind of be in not only a world-class park, but to have a taste of what Tallahassee has to offer from our different restaurants. There really there will literally be a taste of Tallahassee with about 50 different restaurants there. And then many of our different community nonprofits and community festivals will be on site giving the students a little taste of what we have to offer. Yeah, that's a great idea. You can go to Facebook or Instagram and find our Experience Tallahassee pages. So we hope to see you all down there. In this episode description, you can find links to Sarah's journals as well as Word of South's website. See you April 12th through 14th at the Word of South Festival in Cascades Park. Thanks again for stopping by, Sarah. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to the Think TLH podcast from the Knight Creative Communities Institute. If you want to learn more or hear other episodes, go to KCCI tallahassee.com forward slash think tlh please also subscribe to the show through apple podcast or wherever you get your podcast while you're there give us a review and for more updates follow us at kcci tallahassee on twitter instagram and facebook Check back every Thursday for another episode of Think TLH. Our show is produced and edited by Allison Levitt, and I'm Betsy Couch, and you've been listening to the Think TLH podcast from the Knight Creative Communities Institute.